Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Welcome to the podcast. This is Multifamily Investing Made Simple, where we sometimes, on occasion, try to take the complexity out of real estate investing. And if we get real, real lucky, it might even help you. might even entertain you. More often than not, it just kind of confuses you. But here we are. My name is Anthony. This is Dan. I am Dan. (laughs) Good to see you. Or be heard by you. That was was like your I am group moment. I am Dan. Yes. (laughs) Of all the um, Avengers... Which one do you connect with most? And I know asking this question is kind of loaded for you. So, uh, yeah, it's loaded because I don't watch these movies. I can <laughs> think of maybe three off the top of my head. So I'm gonna have to go with Robert Downey Jr. because he's like the best looking one, right? Wait, that's not a character. That's just that's that's the man playing the character. So what's his character, Dan? Uh, he's Iron Man, but I'd rather be okay. Robert. Okay, so Iron you, Man is like he's got a lot of stress in his life. When, so when you're so, like I am Dan, you're like I am Iron Man. I am Iron Dan. I am I RDJ. am Iron Dan. Do, 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 do. I no, think I, I could I see I you being kind of a Tony Stark fella. Like you kind of have that. I want to go to like Monaco, watching F one races. I'm a billionaire playboy philanthropist um, who's dedicated to his wife and his daughter. It's it's weird. But I mean, he rides around in the back of large black SUVs with whiskey. Like I mean, that seems cool. I'll That's, do that. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Can I get paid I'll to do that? I'll skip the fights. I don't want to partake in that. But is this is this like a Turo thing? Can you like just rent out on Turo big black SUVs with a chauffeur and then like uh, also bring bring a fifth of McAllen? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as your chauffeur doesn't notice, I think you're good. All right. Cool. All right. So in this episode today, uh, we're going to talk about um, have we ever been in a bidding war? In particular, there's one property, one story that we've never shared on this podcast, despite. Uh, 300 plus episodes. So this one's pretty cool. And it, it came up because we were sitting here scratching our heads saying like, have we ever been in a bidding war? And really most Not of the time really. when we get into a bidding war, like if the broker comes back or somebody comes back and they're like, can you do better? Usually we're like, <laughs> no, like get sad and walk away. <laughs> we do. We, that was us better. That was our trip. That was our best, but we did it. <laughs> and that's kind of our negotiating strategy. It's funny because we don't like negotiating. So we just lead with the best offer. We're like, this is kind of our best yeah. right here. There's not much room. And this actually has bit us more on hiring because we try to, we lead with that. And then people would come back thinking they can negotiate. Right. And they're like, yeah. cause everybody knows like, oh, you should always ask for a little bit more. And then we come back, we're like, well, that was that's kind of the top of what we had. Yeah, sorry, we, <laughs> like, we thought we were, you know, we were coming in strong. So yeah. Sorry. But, but honestly, I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that like the last two years, all our deals have been through relationships and they've been primarily off market. So mm-hmm. we haven't really had a, an instance where there would have been a bidding war. 
because um, you have to go back that many years before we were actually getting a decent amount of deals from brokers that were getting marketed yeah. out there. So In this property, this is an 88 unit that we looked at two years ago. This actually came to us from a broker who we bought a lot of stuff from, who the way he operates tends to be a little bit more pocket listing. So like he'll yeah. get the listing, he will float it to one or two people in his network that he knows can, would be interested and will execute. And so like typically he'll bring us a deal. We're the only people on it. We get it done. Boom. This one was a little bit different. It was an 88 unit and he floated it to us and two other parties. So three parties all told, not the worst thing in the world. Very different mm -hmm. parties in, in, one, in some respects. One was a very, very large affordable housing developer slash investment company here in the Twin Cities. So they have very particular parameters about like how many affordable units that they have on, uh, and they do a lot with grant work to, to get these deals done. So very different model than us. The other bidder was um, very similar to us. Actually, he bought us a building from you. He bought my first property from me. There you go. So, so he's, I would have said at that point, he was a little bit ahead of us in terms a of like, lot. and now I would say maybe a little bit more even. Uh, it's hard to say. He no, was buying a play. Ooh, he, his name started with a W. I know his name. Oh, now. yeah. I remember yeah. now. Uh, no, I want to say he was probably at least twice, if not three times, as big as us now. Oh, now. Then. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's way big. Okay. There, I mean, that's through a lot of partnerships, too. So it's that's not, he's not a one-man show, but he's got a, a significant partner who you will know if I say the name. Yeah, I'm sure. So. But we're going to try and protect the innocent here. But he was a cool dude. Yeah. And so we were in a situation. We went and looked at this property, and we're like, we love it. It's cool. It's great. It's good. It's a good area. Um, we have a lot of confidence in that area. Not great necessarily, like the grand scheme of like where you'd want to live. And this was big for us at the time. 88 was very yeah, big. This I think a this large. We maybe had like 50 or 60 units ourselves at this point. So 88 would have like over doubled us. We had never done yeah. a deal that big. We were looking at probably a nine or $10 million purchase price easily, right? Yeah, I think 10? so. I can't remember exactly. It's been a while. Yeah, so up to that point, our capital raises had been about one and a half million, two million. This would have been like four. And so all in told, like we're looking at this thinking, all right, this is a big step for us. The numbers made sense with the purchase price mm -hmm. we're looking at and the upside in the rents, like that kind of high level picture. It made sense, which is why we're considering it. Um, yeah. And if I remember right, then the broker, he came back to us and was like, okay, so we got our offers in. Is there, you know, any ups, room to work up from here, like at all? And like, he doesn't usually do this. No, and what, the, what they usually say, which is super annoying. If you're a broker, please stop. Um, they usually say, all right, let's sharpen our pencils or something like that. It's like just. I hate that phrase. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. So, it's, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind First, of. First, nobody's using a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just say the seller wants more money. Like, yeah. Sharpen them. Can you, can you off, what, what more so can you cheesy. give us? What more can you give us? Such a salesy, just, yeah. Anyway. It's, oh, do you know the other one that I hate is, um, a price improvement. <laughs> you like mean, lower? you mean the price has got lower? Just say the price got lower. Like we're lowering the price. No yeah. price improvement. No, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I hate that. Like, who are you fooling? Yeah. And to be fair, this broker doesn't say that. He does not stuff. do that. He's just like, yeah, that they want higher. They and want more. Like, okay. So then we were sitting there and we're like, we don't really like these best and finals because this is the best that we can do. But then we're like, well, if we to get this deal done, maybe there's a way that we could partner with this other dude, the du dude whose name is starts with a W, and he's you know bigger than us, but not the the big affordable housing developer. And we're thinking, well, maybe if we can go and approach him and we can create a partnership, and like maybe we combine our two offers, mm -hmm. and then we take it down together. Maybe it'd be easier to collaborate, and then it's just a decision between us or the affordable housing crew yeah. rather than like a three-way split. So yeah. And it's uh, it, the reason we did that was this guy who shall not be named 
um, had a very similar business model to us. He's looking at the same types of assets. He does the same things to them. You know, he's looking for the same economics out of a deal that we are. So we're like, this makes sense. We've already kind of transacted with them once. And this other group had a whole different kind of value-add totally proposition. Different. Like their angle is we're going to come in and this is going to become a different type of property from a tax perspective. And that's where the they were going to, yeah. you know, do really well. So it was probably the best, they were probably the best ones for that one. Because I think that's probably that the, building. the most juice was. And we had no idea how to do that. So. Yeah. And, and so the, the lesson here is like when you're in these, if you're in this kind of bidding war, you know, Try if it's especially if you can know one of the other people in the in the bidding war. Like sometimes you don't. Let's see if you can like create some kind of mutually beneficial relationship. Now, I, it never ended up working out with him. I think he. I think he ended up getting the deal. I think he was the one yep. that was awarded it. And kudos to him. Awesome job. But for I can't remember exactly why we never made it work. I think it just kind of fizzled in in negotiations. But um, it would have been really cool if we had been able to like do that. Now, in hindsight, that closing process that we heard through the grapevine was an absolute nightmare. Yeah, it sounds like there was a, a nightmare lawyer on the uh, side of the seller. It wasn't the seller themselves, from what I understand. Because he was like great. he was like a absentee owner or something, right? Well, like we met one of them when we walked the property, and that yep. guy was great. And it was like this. Maybe it was the other absentee partner in a different state, or that person's attorney. In any case, it's, it sounds like the closing process was quite the nightmare. They got it done. It took many months. Um, so looking back, we're like, you know, it, it's probably good we didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, but there's this quote by Buffett that I think is kind of appropriate for this type of situation that I saw earlier. And it's, it's far better to buy a wonderful company at a fair price than a fair company at a wonderful price. Yeah. Looking at that, it's like, obviously, we're talking about buildings, not companies. But that was like... It was an okay deal yeah. at best, but it wasn't worth like going out and trying to pay top dollar for. Now, for that uh, affordable housing mm -hmm. uh, group, you know, that might have had a nice, big, juicy upside, and that, you know, could have been a wonderful I think that I think it would have been great for them. Yeah. Perfect for them. Not actually, in hindsight, great for us, because yeah. I know a couple things now I didn't know as well back then, which is that this was an 88 unit, and they had on-site staff, right? Mm -hmm. It was like a, it was a tall building. It was like eight or nine stories. Swimming and pool, swimming pool. It, there was a lot going on, I and so, but it was very much class C, class B with on-site staff, which, in hindsight, I think would have been very hard to run efficiently. Yeah, I, we probably would have been in a situation where it's like, you know, yeah, there would there would have been some changes. I think on the operations side that wouldn't have been fun to make. So exactly. So that was. Uh, I'm not going to say the only bidding war we've ever been in. We had another one that we've shared on the podcast before about how we got into a verbal fist fight with the seller. Um, that wasn't go check really out like that. a bid, though. That was just like a, a debate about what makes sense. Yeah, it was, that was just, yeah, a difference of opinions uh, that got It was animated. fun, though. So go check out that podcast episode. It's probably in like the 150s, 160s, maybe 200s. Um, I don't know. Maybe Reed can like put that in the show notes for you guys and you can Search find it for easy. Fist fight. You'll find it. Fist fight. But yeah, that was our bidding more. Hopefully this brought you a little bit of value, a little entertainment on your uh, daily elliptical, on your on your morning swim, on your evening uh, perambulation. And uh, you look confused. I was waiting for the next piece of equipment. That no, that's all I got. Okay. That's all that people do, right? Uh, uh, master. Uh, I did a little bit of thigh master this morning. It sucked. So, okay, that's that's all I got. I'll see you guys in the next episode.
Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.